0: Sri Guru Vashnaguru Parampara Ki Jai Sri Sri Gaur Adam Adavaki Jai Gaur Bhaktabhundaki Jai Gaur Premanande Move it this way. And there you go. No, this way. No, this way. A little bit. There you go. That's better. Good evening everyone. It's warm huh? So the other night, um, we had a question about some of the angas of bhakti, that uh, sadhana bhakti articulated by Prahlad. And as I mentioned there, um, there was more that could be said than um, what was said at the time. So I thought we would look at that a little more closely and, and in the context of that, go through the various other uh, six or seven limbs or angas of bhakti articulated by parlad. We refer to them often as nabalakshan bhakti. Nava means, here, uh, nabalakshan, nine types. Lakshan means like characteristic, so nine characteristics of bhakti, nine angas, nine limbs of bhakti. There are more than that. We know that Rupa Goswami has spoken on 64 different angas of bhakti, but these you want to get it you know, a little more this way, Turn yeah, that's good now. Are um, very important and uh, and they come from Bhakta Prahlad, of course, a very important devotee figure in the Bhagavatam, <coughs> they come in the context, uh, they appear there in the context of his father, the demonic materialist, Hiranyakasipu, as his name implies, asked his son what was the best thing that he had learned from his uh, his teachers, where he was being schooled in politics and diplomacy and, and so forth. are so much required for ruling, organizing people and things, as it's thought. So... Uh, uh, his father was quite surprised to hear that uh, the best thing that he had learned was, Shravanam Kirtanam Vishnu Smaranam Padasabanam Archanam Bandhanam Dasyam Sakyam Matmanibedam Itipum Sapito Vishnu Paktis Jen Nabalakshana Creati Bhagavati Adhatan Manheditam Uttamam These nine things, hearing, chanting, remembering, um, serving the lotus feet, offering prayers, Hmm. Um, serving the uh, archivigraha, the the deity, archan, thinking of um, Bhagavan, oneself as a servant, dasyam, sakyam, thinking oneself as a friend, and atmanivedanam, uh, resigning oneself over to the Lord. These nine, are to be performed, he said, this is what he had learned, by way of what? Of giving myself hmm, to Bhagavan and then performing these things. Hmm. Not that I give them and then offer them, but I give myself and then I do these things that are, that are powerful forms of bhakti. They have been identified in Bhakti Sandarbha by Jiva Goswami, as um, what he terms srubhita bhakti. bhakti means that they're they're perfect. These activities in, them, in themselves that that means or implies that they have inherent power in them. However, we come in touch with them. Hmm. There are other activities that can be bhakti by association or by assigning bhakti to something. Hmm. Uh, for example, growing flowers is not bhakti, but it could become bhakti. Hmm. Um, but the, but uh, but chanting is bhakti. Mm-hmm. Chanting about Krishna is bhakti. And so even if you think it is, or you don't think it is, if you give yourself or you don't give yourself to it, somehow you come in touch with it, hearing, for example, let's say, without uh, even wanting to participate, which occurs sometimes... Uh, in the context of devotees performing kirtan, others here and so forth, still it has power, like fire, burns, it doesn't matter if you think it will or not. Hmm. So they're very powerful. Hmm. And they are explained by Rupa Goswami amongst the many limbs of bhakti that he explains in the context of is explaining vaidhi sadhana bhakti. So vaidhi bhakti means that bhakti that, for the most part it means bhakti that is performed with an ideal of reverential love of God in, in mind. But of course, as we know, um, Rupa Goswami explains both the sadhana for vaidhi bhakti and rag bhakti. And the difference is really only in orientation for the most part. So there's a few limbs of Bhakti that don't apply to raghunuga bhakti, most of them do, and certainly these do. And so there's an attitude or a mood or an orientation, an ideal, with which they're performed, and 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 they're driven differently. Raghunuga bhakti is driven by feeling, by taste, by attraction, and bhakti is driven by the idea that. For example, the scriptures say, I should do this, and if I don't do this, if I do, this will be good for me. If I don't, this will be bad for me. Hmm? Um, And most of us in the Gaudiya Sampradaya find us somewhere somewhere in between. We have this ideal of the Vrindavan Bhakti, but we aren't necessarily performing it out of taste and and attraction, but we're attracted to the idea. Hmm? And persons who embody that idea Uh, we've heard from, associated with, and so forth. And so, just to uh, reiterate something we've discussed many times, the idea of Jiva Goswami, the term of Jiva Goswami comes Ajata Ruchi Ragnuga Bhakti. So the ideal is the Ragmarg of the inhabitants of Vrindavan, but Ajata means unborn or without. It's lacking the Ruchi, the a taste that, that drives it, and rather the bhakti is driven by, well, this sounds like a good idea, it makes sense to me, and and I like what I see in others, uh, and so forth, and I attach myself to such sadhus, and so on. So that person performs the uh, Vaidi bhakti and incorporates the elements of rāg-bhakti as he or she becomes more eligible and more driven, that means by taste, for bhakti. Certain elements are not um, easy to implement in stages, for example, where the heart is still cluttered by desire and so forth. It's difficult to meditate, hmm? and in a particular way, as it's uh, um, described for agnuga bhakti. hmm? Um, So, all things in... In in, in, in in time but these nine are um, relative to both types of sadhana bhakti hmm. and so therefore we see the rag bhaktas as well as the vādhi uh, bhaktas uh, uh, hearing, chanting, remembering and so on and so forth so we should go through them briefly hmm. and um, each of them is described by Rupa and, um, Goswami and he also singles out individuals, paradigmatic figures of the Bhagavatam that uh, exemplify uh, having attained perfection as a result of applying themselves. So the implications of any of these or all nine of them together or any one of them will be efficacious at the same time that that is true we are thought to, uh, from a scriptural perspective, live in a a time that uh, the quality of which is such that kirtan would be most efficacious. So generally, even while the other limbs may be performed um, in Chaitanya-Vaishnavism, they tend to be... um, augmented with kirtan or uh, some form of kirtan is also involved in that. as for example in archan the names are invoked and and so on and so forth so some emphasis on kirtan should be made hare nam hare hare eva kevalam nasteva, nasteva, so the first and that's second but we'll go into that the first is hearing that's very easy to do hmm. Sound just come in your ears. You don't have to open them or turn them on mm-hmm. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Sounds just happen to come in. Therefore, by good association, they said those sounds will enter. sambido mm-hmm. uh, Through the ears, the, the, mm, the rasayana, the rejuvenating elixir of Topics about Krishna, that is, the preoccupation of sadhus, that, 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 they discuss that if we come into their circle. And those those, those heartfelt uh, discussions, Harikata will enter our ear, Sayana Kata go in, in the heart and cause a, a change. They will bring about Shraddha, shraddha rathir bhakti will bring about Shraddha and Anukram step by step that will develop up to hmm, Rati Bhav Mm. and Prem hmm? easy just by hearing hmm? so hearing is an important one it also involves hearing the Bhagavatam of course not just the Nam Kirtan we'll go into the different types of Kirtan so there are different types of hearing um this is maybe the easiest one uh, to perform, as I say, and um, and the example of the uh, person, paradigmatic figure of the bhagavatam, who attained perfection from hearing. That is Raj Pariksit, We heard from Sukadev. His name Pariksit, means inquirer. So it tells us something: hearing with interest in an inquiring spirit, and so forth, rather than casually, it we will casually will be more efficacious, although have to begin somewhere. So you know, by hearing, we may come in touch and begin, and so forth. <clears throat> so just by inquiring, and hearing the replies of, of Sukadeva Goswami, he became perfect. And Sukadeva Goswami, then, is the example given by Rupa Goswami of the person who attained perfection by... Kirtanam, and his Kirtan was Srimad Bhagavatam. Some thousands of verses of Bhagavatam spoken over seven days. The king, I should mention, Raj heard so well, so attentively was his hearing, that um, the bodily necessities of eating and sleeping and drinking are said to have been foregone by him, neglected, forgotten about by him so attentive he heard. Somehow he lived beyond three days or four days without water. <laughs> so he was living on another plane hmm, on, the, on the food of either a sign the nourishing elixir, rejuvenating elixir elixir of Sriman Bhagavatam hmm, and drawing out from Sugadev the speeches with his inquiring spirit. It's very nice to have the inquiring spirit in the audience it uh, helps the speaker to um, do his or her part mm. and so they did it very well and of course as i say there are different forms of kirtan there's 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 the uh, well reciting the bhagavatam this is an example of of kirtan there's nam kirtan which is most prominent and emphasized by chaitanya mahaprabhu emphasized perhaps uh, because of the particular uh, character of the name of Krishna in comparison to the form of Krishna, the qualities of Krishna, the the leelas of Krishna, all of which are non-different from him. Um, The name, while also being non-different from him, is at the same time different from him, it is said. And the difference is that it's more generous. In the form of the name, he becomes more generous. I said the other day someone had asked about this on, the, on one of our conference calls. I think it was Bhakti Lata. How is it that the name is more generous than the form? And I explained that, that uh, in, a, in a practical sense in our everyday experience, we find that we know people by their names even though we don't know them. We don't know Michelle um, Obama, but we know her. We, as soon as we hear her name, we know immediately who she is and we know. But we don't know her form, so to speak. We don't know her person. Hmm? Um, but we know her by her name. So by name, more readily, we can come in touch with a person. Hmm? Even though the person is somewhat removed and harder to access. Hmm? So it is with the form of Krishna and the person of Krishna, the named and the name are one, but the difference is the name makes himself available through the sadhus, who are uh, calling upon his name and making his name available, as people do. You love, you sing about the person you love and, uh, in the shower. So, uh, <laughs> where it echoes and you sound better. Uh, so. <laughs> so <laughs> so he, uh, the, the, the name is this way distributing himself from the heart of the sadhus he arises on their tongue and dances there and enters our ear and into our hearts and, and so forth he said he doesn't care the name for high walls and locked doors which is exactly what we've erected around our heart careful not to let just anyone or anything in he doesn't care for that he goes in anyway and takes the role of a sweeper very humble role, he sells brooms, there he opens a broom shop, hmm? wherever like I said before there are many mega corporations, have already set up shop with much propaganda, hmm? that we should pay attention to them, desire markets, and so forth, so they think, oh, they're all comp- competing, so they don't want just anybody to come in, but some guy, that's just going to sell brooms, let him in, no problem, who's going to want a broom compared to what we are offering, something like that. So he makes his way in there. Hmm. And he sells the brooms very cheaply, hmm. magic brooms. So, if you if you okay, I'll take a broom. So, so. Just believe me, he says. Just believe me. It has magical powers. That's all I have to pay? Just believe, just faith? Yes. Shadavan Janu He, Shadavan he. Hmm. Prabhu said, I've opened a shop. Surabi Kunj Nadia Godrum the island of Kirtan we're talking about these nine forms of bhakti and they correspond with the nine different islands of um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's abode navadweep nine islands hmm? so the island representing Kirtan that is Godrum and Nidinanda but we said we set up a shop there marketing bhakti and the price is faith alone hmm? Hmm? marketing the name I should say the holy name and the price is his faith, shradavan janohe, shradavan janohe, hmm? surva prasurabhi kunjhete, namer hatta kudeche, kodanitai, kodanitai. Hmm? Bhakti Pnod Thakur sings. So, believe me, it's a magic broom. It's something like that. He says, oh, so we take the broom and we sweep and we find the magic. What do we find by sweeping? We find something underneath when the dirt is removed, so much more valuable hmm, than anything on the surface. Everything on the surface, all the other markets are only selling dirt, hmm, cluttering the heart, the idea that by acquisition you will be more. hmm, Clearing away the acquisition and the desire for such, we find that we are more hmm, ourselves, and we are particularly more than the illusory idea of being derives from having. Hmm. Um, Particularly more when we are in relation to Harinam and the prospect that it affords us to, as it does, enter into and become acquainted with, I should say become acquainted with named, who has form, who has qualities, and who has lilas. So, Atmananda the bliss of the self in connection, in the conjunction of the cultivation of bhakti-ananda. This comes from this magic broom. Hmm? So he enters there. Nam-kirtan, in particular, that has been emphasized by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Everything can come from this. But what comes? Then it can come rupa-kirtan, also guna-kirtan, Leela kirtan. Mm. Great Vaishnavas have written such such kirtans. Mm. Uh, and so it is then also with uh, smaranam, the next limb, meditation. Mm. And eventually as a devotee progresses, the kirtan will be refined to particular names, excuse me, particular names, and, and kirtan of, of uh, guna kirtan, leela kirtan. Mm. He becomes more, more qualified for such. This is uh, with Ruchi. Ruchi is specific; it's not generic. Hmm? It's when our bhakti starts to become honed and refined in a particular way, in a particular direction, hmm? from the general idea of removing—that's for everybody—the hmm? negative and becoming s- steady as a result of that in one's practice. Then some distinguishing characteristics develop in the devotees. Hmm. from the taste which is specific and comes in a particular way. Hmm? And that qualifies one then for, well, certain types of guna-kirtan, describing certain qualities of Krishna or the lila-kirtans and so forth, Hmm? which lila and guna, for example, and even rupa, the form of Krishna, the qualities of Krishna, the lila of Krishna, although not different from him, as I was explaining, are not also at the same time different and more generous. The name is. Hmm? That's why the emphasis on the name. And through the name, we'll come acquainted with the Rup, Guna, the Leela of Krishna. And as we do, uh, as we progress, so there's some, some implication of some qualification for Lila Kirtan, Guna Kirtan. Rupa uh, Jiva Goswami has explained. This in a progression hmm? in his bhakti Sandarbha, Nam-kirtan, or he, he, well, I should say, he sp- explains it with regard to meditation. So as there is Nam-kirtan, Guna-kirtan, so there is smarnam of Nam, hmm? of the name. This is the japa. Hmm? All right, which is done quietly. <laughs> If it's done out loud, it becomes a limb of kirtan. It becomes whispered or silent, and it becomes japa, uh, dhyan, and so from nam or, or dhyam, or smarnam, from nam smarnam, we'll become qualified for rupa smarnam, guna smarnam, and leela smarnam, in this kind of progression. Jigalasamy has explained in this way so Samarana in particular at meditation unlike Kirtan requires some qualification to do it all because it's just practical if you have many other if your heart is very cluttered with other things and it's they're pressing on your mind so it's difficult then to to sit meditatively you could do Kirtan and have other things on your mind and just try to drown them out and that will be efficacious. Mm. But it will be difficult to do smaranam. Mm. That's why we say that, yes, anyone, it, the entrance into Raga Bhakti doesn't depend on becoming a Ruchi Bhakta or Nishta or anything. Mm. It only requires the taste. Or, we can say, the interest in the subject as represented by a sadhu who gives us his mercy, that is the qualification. Mm-hmm. And if we get that, then we can practice. But that doesn't mean that we can necessarily effectively practice all the elements of Raghunuga Bhakti because one of the main elements is Smarnam and a particular type of Smarnam and that requires a clean heart. So that can be added as eligibility uh, increases and through Nam. Nam will very much qualify us. Mm-hmm. So smarnam. There are different kinds of smarnam, as there are different types of kirtan. Hmm? Uh, As I say, nam smarnam, gun smarnam, lila smarnam, so forth. And then there are stages of smarnam, also that the jiva Goswami has uh, explained. Smarnam, in the broadest sense, means um, simple remembrance of Krishna. Or Prabhupada has explained as also, also doing research into the worship of Krishna so learning about Krishna um, in different ways you can research the Bhagavatam for example and uh, uh, see what what are the different ages of Krishna where he is at different times and so forth and so on and uh, commit such to memory and so forth this is a general idea. And then in a, in a more um, characteristically meditative sense, just like in yogas, yoga um, of uh, Ashtanga Yoga, you have your eight limbs, so uh, one of them, we don't do the asana, is not part of the Samarana, but this, um, what's it called? Um Pratyahara. Hmm? Hmm. General smarnam and pratyahara. Pratyahara means, we jump to that, hmm? over yama, niyama, and asana, to pratyahara. Pratyahara means to to with, withdraw the mind from other things in the context of trying to fix it on one thing. Hmm? So, it's a concentrated effort to free the mind from other things. For example, while doing your nam smarnam, japa, hmm? And the mind, you find it went somewhere, and you push it back and bring it back, and so forth. Hmm. This is mentioned in the Gita. Something. What's the example given? Uh, uh, the the japa must become like a, like a light in a windless place. So these other thoughts are like wind taking us. And don't let it blow out the light. This, uh, the candle. That's the point. To protect the candle. Hmm. Keep it glowing, keep focused, protect it from the wind of other thoughts, so pratyahara. Hmm. And then, uh, yeah. dharana, hm? What is you... it? Was dhyan, next one. dhyan, he just over dharana doesn't, he? yeah, dhyan means actual, okay, now some, you were successful in that, hm? Yeah. It was good. <laughs> and the thoughts are gone and you could only hear the name and you're finding it's very, very, um, everything that's been said about it, you're getting some experience of that. But it may not be steady. So from dhyan comes dhuvana so it's continuous. Hmm. And it may carry through other activities, for example, in the day as well. And uh, then samadhi. Hmm mentoring the samadhi. Proper characterizes the samadhi as yes, a particular, fully absorbed in the mind, in a, in a particular way with a particular taste mm-hmm. and attraction for Krishna. So, this is smarnam. Pralad is the example. Mm-hmm. Prahlad did smarnam. He just closed his eyes and meditated and his father uh, committed all types of atrocity, atrocities in Vaishnava Parad. In, in relation to him, he just remembered Krishna. He was just a youth, of course. He remembered Krishna, and Krishna um, protected him. Mm-hmm. So shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu Smaranam, hmm? and pada Padasavinam means to serve the lotus feet. The example is Lakshmi, who's always at the feet of of Narayan. Um, um, this is a, a lima of bhakti that includes a number of different things that, most prominently, tadiya upasana. Mm. Upasana means to worship, tadiya means mm. that which is dear, in this case to Krishna. So Tulsi is dear to Krishna. The Vaishnavs, devotees are dear to Krishna. So Vaishnav seva, Tulsi seva, for example. This is tadiya seva. Mm. Uh, this is included in pada Parasevadam. Going to the holy places of Vrindavan, bathing in the Ganges and the Jamuna, hmm? visiting the different temples, coming to the temple to see the form of the Lord, and so forth, is all Patasevanam. So some of you have come from a distance, from one temple to another temple, mm-hmm. done Patasevanam in between, <laughs> something like that this evening. So. Then archana. Archana means the deity worship in there many... Uh, um, things to be said about that, A considerable time has been spent by Rupa Goswami on this of Bhakti. It's a very uh, number of rules and regulations. I liken it to a world, a realm of ritual. There's a realm of ritual and there's a language in there. Hmm? Symbolic type of language and a symbolic representation of Krishna. The deity is a symbolic representation. We should be careful that what, what I mean by that, I don't mean that the, that the, that the deity is a symbol of some impersonal um, reality that you can get a handle on in the form of it was just thought by the, the Mayavadins. but from our um, Gaudiya Vaishnava perspective, the deity is a, is a symbolic representation of the actual life of the deity. Hmm? So, for example, we, in, in Vrindavan, Mother Yusoda, sort of, we say, come sit, eat, eat more. Hmm. And the pastimes of Krishna's eating are very, um attractive. Hmm? Whether it be his morning breakfast, his picnic lunches. It's very, uh, a very, um, very joyous time. Very relaxed time. Very intimate time. Hmm. But when we offer it's Om Idam vidyam, Om klim Ramakrishna bhyam, Namaha. Mother Yasoda isn't doing that. Hmm. Hmm. So there is a it's an it's a, a in-between realm, the realm of ritual, where there are material elements and spiritual elements meeting. Hmm. And the material elements are employed in such a way uh, that their temporality, so to speak, uh, turns into eternality, where time meets eternity. This is the realm of ritual. If you enter there, then although you employ material ingredients, for example, a deity is constructed of wood or metal or something or stone and so forth, but they're employed in such a way under the directives of the scripture, scripture that they become... Um, alive, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, we experience not the temporal but the but the eternal. But there, are, this archan tends to be very much um, um, pervaded by 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 reverence. That's why often, although archan is popular and prominent in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, Rupa Gosami Goswamis. They, they established huge temples and so forth. Their deities, Madan Mohan, Govindaji, Gopinath, are our three deities presiding over, um Vrindavan, the Vrindavan conception of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Of course, we have the deities of Gaur as well, presiding in another way as the gurus, the macrocosmic gurus of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And these are their deities like this. Um, and... Some place for Krishna Balaram, obviously, as well. A big place in the heart of Prabhupada and others. So, But um, the temples of Radha Manamoha and, and Radha Guvin, these were constructed under the direction of the Goswamis um, for the benefit of the people. And the people coming to Gaudiya Vaishnava, so it has a prominent place, but it often... Uh, the, in, a, in a sense, the objective of the archan marg in Gaudiya Vaishnavism is to worship the deity in such a way that a temple appears in one's own heart. Hmm. And one can do nambhajan, chant the name and enter into the all of the activities of archan that play themselves out in the leela. Hmm, that's a very... Interesting concept because that's a sort of symbolic language, ritualistic language, and so forth. So it, it's there in a constrained way hmm? and, and a, in a um, codified kind of way, but in the lila it fully plays itself out. Uh, Pujapurnarayan Narayan was always was 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 fond of speaking, for example, of of the the, the Krishna's returning from. Um, from the forest and um, nice description in the 15th chapter of the 10th canto of the Bhagavatam where Sakuras is so beautifully um, portrayed the Pogunda to, to the Kishore Leela the end the, the end, Krishna's maturing into Kishore and he comes back from the forest and some description of the gopis there to meet him and exchanging glances and Narayan Rush used to like to say in there, their hearts are like the lamp. Hmm? The oil lamp. Hmm? And the eyes are going round, looking at Krishna from top to bottom, to top to bottom, and side to side, making sure no one's looking at them looking. And so they're very attentive, like you should be in arctic. And this way they're offering Artik to Krishna. And the heart is, is, is the oil. And this is an example Jiva Goswami has beautifully explained the uh, famous verse from Venugita of Bhagavatam where the gopis are describing uh, Krishna and his flutes. Of, and, and Radharani speaks about the glories of Haridas Haridaswarya, how he's the best friend, uh, best servant of Krishna. Jiva Goswami in his Gopal Champu gives a beautiful and very extensive explanation of how. Govardhan is the best uh, servant of Krishna, and he explains how all the 64 items of Archon, which is the more elaborate form of Archon for the deity in the morning, is every morning he gets bathed and dressed, and is given a mirror and there's kirtan for him, and flowers offered, and and uh, water offered, and bathing, and so on, and and uh, so forth. So how he describes how Govardhan is doing all these things. How birds reside in Govardhan and they chirp and that is the kirtan and there are various flowers and caves for making a place for bed for lying down and resting and cool breezes do the fanning work and so forth and, and uh, the atmosphere on Govardhan and the ingredients and the residents of Govardhana, Who I always like it in Seattle I think of you because you're from Seattle <laughs> I met you in Seattle, right? No? I met your friend of in Seattle who... who Told you to look me up. Yeah, but when you come out of Seattle, heading south, it's a beautiful Mount Rainier. It's such a such a beautiful mountain. It Just stands out, and it's so it has a nice round top, and it's very, very majestic. And I always think, God, how many how many living entities is it sustaining and providing a place, a livelihood for? Mm. So Govardhan, like this in Vrindavan, and and all the residents, the inhabitants, the ingredients, everything that makes up the mountain, Jiva Goswami beautifully describes how it's all. Um, um, he is offering all the sixty-four items. So the puja that we do every morning to the deity, in, 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 in involving these items in ritualistic language and so forth, as I say, is going on in the Leela also. Hmm? Govardhan is an example, and so. Mm. It's just so with everything. Uh, you know, even the low end of the religious um, ladder in Hinduism is the varnashram dharma, which bhakti uh, transcends, and, and faith in bhakti relieves us from the burden of the uh, the uh, rules and regulations of the varnashram dharma. But that varnashram dharma is also present in the Leela, the best of it. Of course, it's there; it's manifest. As a, as a, what would you say, like a, a little social structure, uh, some some outer structure for the intercourse of the Leela. Hmm? Um, it doesn't have any. It's driven all by bhava uh, and so forth, but that's its appearance there. Vaidhi Bhakti is there. Hmm? As I said before, Nandamarj is worshipping the Shalagram, Nasringa, and his whole and every. <clears throat> every day doing Vaidhi-bhakti to Narayan, hmm. But of course his heart is beating only for Krishna. He, he can't pay attention to his puja because his mind is always going to Krishna. But the best of Vaidhi-bhakti, the best of parnashram is there. and Of course, the full face of bhakti in the form of their ragat-mikra-bhakti. Hmm. So and this is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give us. All the lesser religious ideas, the best of them, the best aspects of that are all included there. Hmm? Nothing, ideas. Nothing will be left. If you understand this properly, then you have shraddha. I only do this. Hmm? I only pursue the Vrindavan bhakti. Everything else is willful. We'll I won't miss out on anything. Hmm? This is a. This is actually an idea of um, faith. Hmm? What it involves, hmm? what it constitutes. So, Archanam, Hmm. And much more to be said about that as I say, all the different rules and regulations the dos and the don'ts of that are hmm. promises rather rule prominent um, um but there is also the the Baba Seva, so we do find as I said the goswamis had the temples they built big temples they organized and arranged for big temples for their deities but you know the Madan mohan deity of Snattan Goswami previous to the building of the Madan mohan temple was he was um uh, taken care of by Sanatana Goswami, who hung him from a tree hmm, and offered him unleavened and unsalted uh, bread every day, which is all he could muster to himself, gather. Um, and one day, of course, the deity complained, can't you even give a little salt with that?
1: Stuff?
0: And Sanatana said, next thing, salt first, you want salt, then you want ghee, then you want fried vegetables, puris, and I, I'm a poor man you're going to live with me then you, you have to you know live by my standards and then of course that night a salt merchant taking his his salt down the jamuna to sell the distant place got stuck on a sandbar in the middle of the night and the young boy appeared in the night and freed freed him showed him how to navigate his boat and um, get um, ungrounded and so he he asked what he could do in favor. He said, I don't need anything, but when you sell your salt, come back. This guy wants, needs a temple up here <laughs> so I can have <laughs> ghee and sugar and <laughs> something like that. And so when the salt merchant came back, he went and built the Mother Mohan temple in the direction of Goswami Prabhu. Jai. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's called bhava seva to the deity. That's very special. We don't imitate that. Um uh, there is a, a place for it. Mm. Another nice story. I'm reminded of it. It's a little bit related, but it's so nice. It's certainly worth telling. It said that Sanantana Goswami was um, doing his bhajan in the brudge, and he noticed uh, this, uh, he met this one lady, and in the morning, two young boys came and ate um, their breakfast, Kitri, Kitri is just like throw a bunch of things in there and cook it all at once. Hmm? Anybody can make a khichri. Hmm? So uh, she was making the khichri and these two boys came in. He was very charmed by the two boys. Hmm? And she was but she was cooking the khichri and stirring it with a stick. And, and in those days they didn't have toothbrushes so they, they would use twigs to clean their teeth. So she would clean her teeth and then she's cleaning her teeth and she sees it needs to be stirred so she can go and stir it like this. And he thought, hmm, well, she's very nice and these boys are very nice, but that's um that's their standard. What can be done. And then so but he but he, he followed the boys when they left. He was so charmed by them and they walked ahead of him. He couldn't catch up with them. He's trying to catch up and they went into a temple of Krishna Ballroom and entered the deities. Then he can understand, oh, Krishna Balaram had manifest and they and they're taking their breakfast in some Leela of their own uh, you know, outside of the pages of the Bhagavatam, of course, the extended Srimad Bhagavatam, they're taking their breakfast with this lady, but, but then he said, but but she doesn't know how to make offerings and so forth. So he goes there the next morning and tells her. Those boys are very special. She said, yeah, they're nice. They're nice. Uh, (laughs) Oh, they're very special. When they come, if you're going to cook it, you don't have to cook anything else besides the kitchen? No. (laughs) Okay, well, well, if you cook it, you know, at least you you don't do like this. You don't use a toothbrush to at the same time stir the kitchery. And he gave her so many guidelines and regulations to follow and so forth. And so the boys came and they're waiting and they're waiting i are waiting. Where's the, where the kitchen. So finally, she shows up, and he said, "What's what? Took it? Well, this guy came. You know, he told me to do all these things, and and so it's took. T- I had to bathe first, you know, and I, uh, you know, uh, and and so then Sanatana told her. When he saw that Krishna and Balaram were upset. He told her next morning, no, "Don't do any of <laughs> that stuff. Just, you, you <laughs> go ahead, just go back the way you were, <laughs> you were doing it. They're accepting that." Hmm. So, so there's a, a place for such a standard of of, of deity worship. Well, as I say, it's related. Uh, they, uh, they were the deities in some temple. They were coming out, hmm, and taking an extra breakfast from this lady who maybe wasn't even allowed in the temple. Who knows? Hmm. So, um, but this is Bhavaseva. Hmm. While I said that the Archon may recede in a devotee's life and he or she may be pre- preoccupied more with non-bhajan and so forth. Still, we also see this other example of great devotees engaged in, in uh, bhajan, archan, but in Baba seva mm-hmm. and treating the deities in ways that we're taught not to. Hmm? Speaking to them in ways that are you know, outside of the realm of ritual and the symbolic language and so on and so forth. That's very spe- special. Mm-hmm. so from Arjuna then uh, we go to Vandanam. Vandanam means offering prayers this is another form of, uh, of Sarupasiddha Bhakti and uh, the example of the, I should say the example of one who said to become perfect by Arjuna is Prithu Maharaj, the great king Prithu Maharaj of Bhagavatam it's quite a lengthy description of, of him and his bhakti in later cantos and um, and Vandhanam prayers, Akrura is the example. Akrura was called uh, actually by Kamsa to go and bring Krishna and Balaram from Vrindavan to Mathura to wrestle with Chanura and Mastika and meet their demise, was the idea of um, Kamsa. But uh, although the mission was as conceived by Kamsa was demonic, Akrura was happy to take it up because he would get to go to Vrindavan and see Krishna Balaram and the whole way he prayed. And there are many beautiful prayers all recorded in the Bhagavad Gita, the prayers of Akrura. Hmm? So he's a nice example of Vandanam and he, he said to become his example of someone who's perfect through Vandanam. Hmm? These prayers, Jiva Goswami has explained that, that, that the prayers will have a different... Um, Emphasis or focus in sadhana bhakti and in bhava bhakti. In sadhana bhakti, the prayers will be characterized by a spirit of cultivating faith and surrender. Faith, shraddha, and sharanagati. Shraddha, sharanagati is the outer expression of shraddha. Hmm? If you have faith, then it manifests in the way of surrendering. and That surrender is sixfold, hmm? Accepting favorable what's favorable for Krishna's service, rejecting what's unfavorable, thinking that Krishna is my protector, yeah, the feeling that Krishna is cultivating the idea Krishna is my maintainer, hmm. um, this um, resigning myself, giving my body over to Krishna, like like you, like if you sell an animal to someone, something like that, is the idea, and uh, and dying. Atmanik Shape and intense humility or kanpani. Uh, so and this is this is Sharanagati. So this is the focus then of sadhana in with regard to prayer and in general. Hmm? Come to Sharanagati, I liken the 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 Ruchi stage, the higher stages of sadhana bhakti, uh, to um, having erected the stage, the platform of Sharnagati within the heart where the drama of Krishna Lila then will soon be appearing and as we enter into Asakti and then graduate from Sadhana Bhakti into Bhava Bhakti and in Bhava Bhakti there's prayers also but they are more the prayers of longing. We find an example of the, that kind of longing in Nartam's prayers for example where he says no, what is that? Well, there's one, but I'm thinking of another one. Lala samayi. Let's mm, go. Kind of. Gauranga bolite hobe Ula sharir, Hari hari bolite naryane babini. Nar- Narayana is praying, when will, will I develop within my heart the kind of longing that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu exhibited in the Gambira? Gambhira means deep. That is the room that Chaitanya Mahapu stayed in. It's called deep. Hmm. It's a small room. Hmm. Small stone room he stayed in. Very, very small. Such deep things he experienced there. This is the amtya of Chaitanya Mahapu. He's retired from public life, in private life. He said he melted in there and went out underneath the door, even though they put a devotee in there to protect him and keep from himself and so forth. Very extraordinary. Um... Uh, and and so the longing in this this is what narottam is 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 praying for this kind of longing. This is appropriate in Bhava. Mm. Of course, narottam then goes and says, "Here's how you'll get there. Take shelter of Nityananda. We'll become free from material desires. You'll get entrance to to Vrindavan and the guides will be there." Mm. He's speaking of the guides for Madhurya Ras in his prayer, Vilas and and Ragunath Goswami. Mm. So for bhava-bhakti, the prayers will be characterized by longing and our whole practice will be characterized by longing. And in sadhana-bhakti, characterized by the cultivation of surrender. And there's some overlap. Of course, everybody in bhava-bhakti is surrendered and their longing. And everybody in, 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 in sadhana-bhakti has some longing. But we cannot displace the necessity... For cultivating sharanagati with longing, hmm, and jump over a step, so to speak. So, Ugozami, at any rate, has explained the prayers in this way. Another description of prayer is a method, a method, method of prayer. The great prayers are; there you may do vandanam by reciting the prayers. That are found in the Bhagavatam. There are many sections of prayers. I cited the Kura his prayers as one, which exemplifies the whole idea. satana uh, 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 vandanam, vandana, vandana, But there are many prayers in the Bhagavatam, and so you can commit the prayers to memory and that is and recite them. This is an example of how to do the unga, engage in the unga of vandanam, or you can also construct prayers. Hmm? You can make a prayer. And the general for, formula for that is that we, we glorify our deity to whom we're praying, we make some praise about him, and then we state our own position, which is whatever it is. And then we make our request, something like that. You are great, I am nothing. Please make me great in relation to you. Hmm. Something like that. Hmm. And then from mandanam, we come to the the, the angas that uh, were asked about that uh, require some further discussion. Dasim sakya atmanivedanam hmm. So what we find here is some division in that um, the ones that have been described thus far are external. Even meditation, while it's internal, it has external... Characteristics, one sits in a quiet place, quiets the mind, and and so forth. And it it is an activity, if you will. It's kind of the activity of becoming inactive physically and active mentally. Uh, um, But these next three, dasyam, sakyam, and atmanivedam, are more internal. They are mood. Kirtan is not a mood, Shravanam is not a mood, Mundanam is not a mood. Archanam in itself is is not a mood. Hmm. It's an activity. They're, they're all about cultivating moods and so forth. But and when we may note the two of these last three, Dasyam and Sakyam, which I think we're asked about, hmm, they also correspond with the perfect perfect moods. Staibhavs of Dasya. Hmm? And stai of sakya. Hmm. The example of dasya, perfection, is said to be Hanuman, hmm. And um, here, of course, uh, we're making, uh, the distinction is being made because these are coming under the category of sadhana bhakti. So what's not being talked about is the perfection, but then practice makes perfect. So the cultivation of the ego, of dasyam, hmm, would result in the perfection of dasyam. Hmm? Rupa Goswami mentions two types of dasyam in Bhakti-rasamrita-sindhu. Karmarpanam is one, Karnikardyam is the second. Karmarpanam, however, is a form of dasyam that some people say is bhakti. Rupa Goswami mentions it, but does not accept their idea. He has a different idea. So what is kamarpanam? Kamarpanam means that you offer your prescribed duties to Krishna. Hmm? There might be another form of kamarpanam where you offer unprescribed duties to Krishna as well. But this is... The form of dasyam that some people say is dasyam that Rupa Goswami doesn't accept within what he is teaching, which is called what? What is Rupa Goswami teaching? Uttam Bhakti. Uttam Bhakti. Hmm? Yeah. The best idea of Bhakti. Hmm? And he's teaching it, as we're discussing, you know, in its form of salana. Hmm. You see, you are uttam bhaktas. You say, "No, I'm not an uttam bhakta." But you're uttam bhakta of the sadhana, sadhana type, because what you're pursuing is uttambhakti. bhakti. Hmm? Uttam bhakti has its manifestation sadhana and and prem. Hmm? So in sadhana, in valin, in preem. So in uttam bhakti, we 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 don't include karma arpanam. We don't include because karma arpanam is based on an identity that is formed by material samskaras, an identity in a disposition like Brahman disposition, Kshatriya disposition, Sudra disposition, Vaisi disposition, for example. These are the classical four dispositions determined by how, by the combination of the influence of the gunas, the modes of nature in one's psyche, which then correspondingly manifest uh, physiologically. And, of course, there are many, many, many divisions of these that have, have been um, developed, many kinds of Brahmins and so forth and so on. So this is all the, the Varnashram idea. Hmm? We're not much interested in the Varnashram idea. I was having a discussion with one devotee and who had asked me about it and I was explaining why we're not very much interested in it, but he kept thinking that for world, you know, saving the world, we need to establish the Varnashram. Hmm? Um, and then that will qualify people for bhakti, something like that. Hmm. I told him he had it a little backwards. I said, why are you going out and then telling people to chant Nam? Why don't you go out and tell them, um, uh, you're a sudra. You want to come over to, we're having a class tonight, come on over. Uh, okay, we're going to discuss ph- Eastern philosophy. Come, okay, here's what we're going to te- we teach. We have looked at you, we've understood you are a sudra. And so we're going to tell you who, who you can eat with, what you can eat, and we're, we all of a sudden bring out the whole rule book for how the Sudras live. And see, your friend, can't stay with your friend. Your friend is a Brahmin. Okay, you got to go over here and so forth. Is that, is that what you want to do? And then after you tell them all that and you get that all established and so forth, why do you do that? So that you can tell them about bhakti. But the whole teaching is tell them about bhakti and they can forget all that. Hmm? Because as soon as they have shraddha and bhakti, they no longer have obligation to, to, the, to the varnashram. They still have, of course, they still have the psychophysiological makeup. Hmm? That's not denied. Hmm? And this is the kind where a lot of devotees, I think, contemporary devotees get confused. A, that we say, "Do away with." We're not interested in the varnashram. It doesn't mean that 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 psychophysiological makeup and disposition. It just disappears. It's there. So naturally, in a mission, for example, or in an agrarian-based community like Prabhupada, we're going to look at people and try to engage them according to their psychophysiological disposition, in a sense, by, but, but with the idea of emphasizing that that you know, the ego of being a servant. And this is where, the, where the, the difference comes. In Barnashram, the identity is a material identity, and then you do things... The fruits of which, I mean, in the highest sense of Varnashram, you offer to Bhagwan. That's the high end of the Varnashram. That is not included as an Anga of, of, of Uttam Bhakti. It's not a form of Dasyam. Hmm. Hmm. Why? Because you're maintaining the same identity. Bhakti is a change of identity. And therefore, Karnakaryam, as opposed to Karmarpanam means I am, basically means I am a servant of Krishna. Hmm? And now I will do hearing and chanting about Krishna. Hmm? That said, there are some things within Varnashram that are to be done, like meditation, like worship Vishnu. Hmm? So, smaranam on Vishnu, arjanam on Vishnu, these are forms of srub-siddha bhakti that are put inside of Varnashram. So the Varnashram will be successful. Hmm? Without them, they won't be successful. And who does them? Well, they do some bhakti. Hmm? They do some srupa bhakti without, without knowing it. Even they have a different motive and so forth. Hmm. Yeah, um, And that is a form of bhakti. Hmm. But the karmarpanam is not. Hmm. And so he distinguishes in this way and emphasizes that... So how do you do this, is the question. How do you do dasyam? Well, it, it, it's, it's, it's this... Cultivation of this ego, hmm? that I am, I am the servant, and it's ongoing thinking like this. Hmm? And similarly, then we come to friendship. So again, these are internal. Hmm? Sakyam is one of the, also the limbs of uh, Nabalakshmi Bhakti, and there are two kinds of this: Vishwas and Mitra. Hmm? Vishwas means confidence, trust. And Mitra means the actual, kind of, it implies the actual activities of friendship. Hi, pal. Hmm? Put your arm around him. How's it going? Hmm? And now that Vishwas, that trust, is inside of the such activities. Hmm? That's why, in one sense, Sakya is, is, the root of it is this uh, Vishwambena, hmm? confidence, trust. Confidence with Krishna, equality with Krishna, hmm? <laughs> we're one. We're 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 on the same page, something like that. Uh, Jiva Goswami says, "Well, Rupa Goswami really wants to talk about Mitra, this type of um, sakyam, as an as an anga of sadhana bhakti. but um, others have emphasized Vishwas, hmm? and it has its place. And the examples of it given." then, of Draupadi, for example, are examples of of persons who attained perfection, Draupadi did, in Sakirasa, in, in Vaidibhakti. bhakti. Hmm? So, like Arjuna. Hmm? Draupadi. Draupadi is a saka, But a, a puri a city friend of Krishna, in his city leelas, in this case of Hastinapur, where the Pandavas dwelt, not in bradj. Hmm? That is the rag bhakti. Hmm? And so, this the examples given, as I say, of Rupa Goswami in relation to Vishwas correspond with an ideal of Vaidi Sakiras of, of Vaidi bhakti. Maybe some little mixture of some rag. There's a you know, kind of a compendium, of, you know, It's not all, the highest ideal of raga is what we're interested in, that Rupa Rup- Rup- Goswami teaches about, that of Braj, some overlapping and mixing and so forth. But then the other second type, Mitra, hmm, this is, uhm, Rupa Goswami explained, this is for Ragh Bhakti. So it is an Anga of Sadhana Bhakti, hmm, for Ragh Bhakti. And again, it's, it's, it's kind of a, a disposition cultivated disposition. The example is given of somebody in the temple who uh, lay down, used to sleep on the altar hmm, with his pal. Hmm, something like that. So, this is not done in Vaidhi Bhakti. Vishnu hmm. um, Chakavitakwa comments that this type of bhakti is for very elevated souls. He says, this is an interesting point hmm, relative to the way in which Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakura, Bhakti Vinod Thakura talked about Raghunuga Bhakti, requiring some qualification in terms of purity of heart in order to fully implement all the practices, as we discussed earlier of Rag Bhakti. Vishwana says, this kind of bhakti, Sakyam and the next one, atmanivedanam, because they could be performed by rare souls who are almost perfect. Hmm? to higher stages of sadhana-bhakti, to to engage in the anga of bhakti known as sakya, for example, with regard to the ideal of rag-bhakti and being a sakya of Krishna and Balaram. So, still... hmm, Again, we, we we haven't, maybe not so qualified, it may be our uh, ideal for good good reason, and we can, in a general way, obviously cultivate that. Hmm. But um, he, he says, as a full-on practice, hmm? let's say, as I explained earlier, you could take any one of these and do it completely. Hmm? Uh, he implies there, he writes there, think, more or less, that you better do shrava them and to them first, and as you develop, then you could employ this one, hmm. and, um, and develop that type of perfection. So, these again are not externally practiced dasim but they're moods. An example of sakyam is who, Arjuna, is a purisa mandi, is given as an example of who's a person who's, who, exemplifies the perfection of sakya, the implication of which is, by doing the sadhana of it, this is what you'll attain, either this or, as I say, the braj-bhakti, that type of sakya. And then atman invaitama is the last one, and, and the bali-maraj is the example. Atma means the self, and atma also means the body, hmm. the body of the self, which extends like this. So it's, yeah, the example is given, I think I mentioned earlier, regard to Sharanagati where it also comes Atmanivedanam Atmanikshepa resigning oneself the example is given of you have a cow and I've given you the cow you're the master the cow has no say in the matter Hmm. wherever you take her she goes hopefully (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and and if you feed her she eats if not she doesn't something like that Hmm. so and this again, this is, the example is, is Bali Maharaj. Rukmini also in a higher sense shows this. Um, Rupa Goswami gives this example. You see her, her, um, royal love for Krishna in Dwarka, the prince, the queen Rukmini, has this element. Yeah. When, when this, and, and Rupa Goswami teaches that when this Atmani Vedanam is mixed with various emotions, he means, like Rukmini for example, then it, uh, it, as a form of sadhana, it, it has its manifestation in the sadhya, in the perfection as well. So we see it in some perfect devotees. So these are the nine forms of bhakti given by Prahlad Maharaj. Mm. Any question? Yes? One thing that has come up in the discussion, particularly... Uh, of Sakyam is um, perhaps the uh, kind of understanding that Krishna mentions in the last verse of the fifth chapter of Bhagavad Gita that kind of that kind of confidence in Krishna that um, you know, it's all about him and he's your dearest friend so there's, there's nothing to be, there'll be nothing lacking in your life You've talked about that before, so I wonder, we were wonder, we were kind of wondering if that you know, might have some connection with the kind of general sense of sakyam. I think we would look at the general sense of sakyam as vishvas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, that, is, uh, uh, that is within the mitram. Hmm? That it, it is a more extended idea that, the way Rupa Goswami is talking about. Vishvas is also synonymous with shraddha, with faith. But uh, Diva Goswami explains it as the fuller face of faith hmm? at its, at its more fullest or ripened state. It, 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 it turns into this kind of confidence. Hmm? Um, I mean, confidence is another word for faith, but then again, Everybody has, some people have faith, it's not weak, it's weak, excuse me, it doesn't have the same the confidence. So, um, um, well, in the fifth chapter there, the last verse, Krishna says, I am the friend of everyone. It's very, I mean, someone who's interested in Sakyarapha will, st- will think of it along those lines. There are obviously other ways to think of it as well, but um, I, th- I think that's, uh for someone that's fine the way you, you know, you're thinking about it and uh, and and i would say that for the ajataruchi ragnuga Bhaktas who are aspiring for this Samananuga nuuga bhakti of friendship this Vishva should be in place it's not that it's only for vaidhi bhakti uh Sakiras like Arjun, but it's it's obviously there in all the cowherds and it's it's this it's also this it's also the central hub of Sharanagati. Hmm? these two are thinking of Krishna as my maintainer thinking of Krishna as my protector they are interchangeably thought to be the sarup lakshan the primary characteristic of Sharanagati, so it should be center, central to all devotees culture of Saranagati but it particularly has its place in Sakirasa that kind of confidence vishvas, and and, and the, the actual friendly dealings hmm? it's a fuller manifestation of that so that's how to be in a ruchi ragmuga sadako and perform the of Sakyam hmm, by cultivating the vishvas hmm, which is faith and sharanagati hmm, and the full face of it as I say confidence hmm. Krishna will protect me I have nothing to fear what else Yes. I have a question about um, in Archana I, um, because I cook for Radhika law and I'm the only one that takes the remnants so I don't cook very much because I can't eat very much <laughs> <laughs> like, We should um, cook more and invite your friends I <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's got there uh, yeah. so, so I When I'm making the offering, I also ask them, you know, give them a whole list of other things that I, you know, if I could cook a whole, you know, as if I was offering them a feast. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds good. Yeah, there's an example there in in the Bhaktirasamrita Sindhu of the, uh, the of 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 the idea that I say that the that the subjective world, which I mean by which I mean really the meditative world is the real world. Hmm? The reason, as an aside, the reason that the mental world, which is obviously also equated with this subjective world, is not the real world, is because our mental world, or the mental world of people in general, is filled with thoughts of the physical world. The, The world of subtle matter, mind, is filled with thoughts of the gross world and how to pursue them. Hmm? Um, in the Gita it says atmanan what, no, what was the verse now uh, um, atmanan atmaiva atmano bandur, atmaiva ratmanaha. the mind is the friend of the conditioned soul is an enemy and friend as well so when it's filled with material thoughts uh, about pursuing things for example hmm or whatever, moving within material life, then it has a material um, quality to it. And um, therefore, when we speak about the subjective world, we're talking about a world beyond, that we say is the real world, beyond the conditioned mind. It's subjective, the conditioned mind, but really, it's objective, and it's filled with thoughts of the objective world, and experiences of the objective world that it's preoccupied with—semblances, approximations of the, of the of the of the of the world of matter—and it's preoccupied with it. Hmm? So, it's not—I want to say—pure subjectivity. Hmm? Whereas the meditative mind, now, this is in bhava Shuddhachaturvisheshatma Prema Suryamsu Samyabakuchi Bhis the mind becomes taken over by bhav, hmm? and and so th- this is this is now the pure subjective world, and there hmm? um, anything's possible. Hmm? So uh, I say it's it's the real world. Hmm? You say oh it's just in his mind. Well, it's, it's a meditative mind. Yeah. That's, that's That's another thing. Um, It's the real world. The the objective world comes out of the subjective world. I mean, we know that. Mm. There is no meaning to the objective world without the subjective world. You know, we we derive the meaning from it, assert a positive meaning to it, and so on and so forth. So, matter is is driven by consciousness. That's our viewpoint. So, it's first. Matter is second. Mm. But people think, well, it's just in his mind. The more subtle it gets, the less less gross it gets, the less real it gets. But no. The meditative world is the real world. So, well, to answer your question, or to give an example that I'm reminded of in relation to your question is the famous example that Rupa Goswami gives of the um, uh, devotee who was poor but offering a feast to Krishna every day. And so he would every day go down to the in his mind, to the jamuna and in golden pots collect water and various ingredients, the finest rice and ghee and so forth. And all in his meditation, he would prepare this huge feast every day, manasapuja, manasa puja, mental puja, and offer it to the deity. And so he, this was his habit. And then one day, um, he had made this elaborate uh, yeah. meal and the sweet rice is one of the preparations in it. and he, so he in his mind he thought i don't know if that's cool enough to offer cuz it's hot off the so i should wait till it cools down a little bit and so he's waiting and in his meditation he stuck his finger in the sweet rice to see if it was cool enough and he broke his meditation and his finger was burnt and there came vishnu from vaikuntha to pick him up and said that was real <laughs> i'm accepting those offerings in other words hmm. Um, I don't take the time, I mean, I don't have the time to, like... Not in the same working, detail, but in principle. Preparations what I'm thinking when I'm offering. Right, right. Um, the same thing is true of, uh, I believe, uh, Raghunath, I think it was Raghunath Goswami was in, engaged in uh, in puja for some time, maybe at the Radha temple temple, and he was making also very elaborate offerings. Hmm in his mind, because he wasn't being provided otherwise, uh, ingredients. And then there's, I don't remember the detail, but a famous story, the deities acknowledging that he was you know, actually getting all those offerings and accepting them and so forth. So, certainly, it's, it's really the spirit behind, the thought behind, uh, the, the Babu Grahi Janardana, the feeling behind the offering. The ingredients are are secondary. You have all the ingredients at your disposal as much as you as much as you have an imagination, mm. an imagination that corresponds with what's offerable to Krishna and so forth. so as elaborately as your meditation is, or as simple as it is, the spirit of it it's uh it's uh, um, uh, not something that will go in vain. Mm. It's a good practice. All right, I think we'll just stop there. Sree Siva Rathamada Vicky Jay, Gurukul Dhrindu